Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. What number is it? What number is it? 65. 65. <laughs> amen. 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 That concludes this show. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. What up? Welcome, everyone. How, is, how are you? GJ? I haven't seen you in like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. This is all I got to do. Right there. All right. They're not a sponsor. And now we're going to get kicked off because of copyright. No. No. No? Okay. I bought, I bought that copyrighted shirt, sweatshirt. Actually, my wife did. Oh, that was nice for her to do yeah. that. Yeah. We're down in Kansas City. Whoop, whoop. Come on. Go, cheese. Well, I can't say the same. This show is now coming to a conclusion. Well, you know, the Ravens, they just lo- they lost last week. And they lost horribly last week. Oh, they I- lost two weeks ago because they didn't even make the playoffs. Exactly. I have no idea what I'm talking <clears throat> about. But two weeks yeah. ago? It was so long ago. See, I just lost count because yeah. I'm so distraught. Because they suck. Um, they-, they did. They really did this year. <laughs> Come on. When All I right. started out the... They started out the season like, what the heck? <clears throat> Dominant. Of course, their well, star got, got hurt. They, yeah, was it hurt or was it sick? It was hurt. He did not play. Let's just go with that. Okay, just go with that. Well, you know, I have to say, um, my, my little dog, one of my little Cujos, Daisy. Whoa, whoa. Is, well, I just want to say this because everybody's such good prayer warriors, and usually when people are praying, something's happening. But I just have to say, little Daisy kept me up almost all last night because she was so sick. She was going at both ends, poor thing. It's like, come on, poor dog. Oh, hopefully she's outside. No, that's why I had to get up. That's why I had to get up and clean it all up every single time it happened. So I'm a little tired right now. I'm a little tired. That's, but why, that's, why, that's why I don't have a dog. Well, okay, that's, there's lots of reasons why I don't have a dog. That's just one of them. Because every time I talk about them, there's a reason why I don't have one. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure if you noticed, but, you know. That's true. That's true. By, the way, I do, by the way, I do love dogs. Yeah, just <clears throat> not in your house. Well, I don't mind watching them if, okay. they're, if they're trained. Of course, they're always... Quote trained until they're not right. They show up at our house. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Keep her in prayer. She's had a, she had a rough night last night, and I feel real bad for her. I just had to right before the show. Uh, I had to give her some. I got, I got some sugar water together because she just doesn't have a lot of calories in her, and she needs to be hydrated. So, 
Um, yeah, just, and then I was reading, I was actually reading this morning in Proverbs about, uh, about somebody who cares for their animals, like the, uh, the godly care for their animals. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. So I felt, I felt, I was a little complaining this morning when I woke up going, oh man, I did it. But then I'm, but because I took care of her, I feel like I might be, you know, blessed because I took care of her. Okay. I can't do this for you, but I'm going to just. No, no, no. I'm not looking for the pat on the back. That's for <laughs> right? you. Lost my blessing. There it is. That's, it's gone. That's for you. Just lost the blessing. Anyway, how are you doing today? <laughs> Here, let me let me show you. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> <laughs> what uh what? All four games, all four games of American football went down to the final play. Yeah. All I can say is my homes. So I'm going to say my homes. That concludes this show this week. My homes. I guess, I guess we can all go go to heaven now because my homes won. Thirteen seconds left. Thirteen seconds. I mean, they had to go the whole. They had to go from the 25 yard line to <clears throat> field goal range, and they did it. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, for those that do not watch NFL or uh, AFL or whatever league you're looking at. By the way, the AFL went away, I think, in 1970. So I'm just throwing that out there. I know, well, you're, I know you're just getting acclimated. Well, there's also the CFL. Yeah, there is. So, but I mean, that's why I was making a joke. Because some people that are out there don't even know what we're talking about. Like, what's this football? Isn't that what you do with a round ball instead of a No, no, no. American. American, 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 American football. Can you say that with a Louisiana accent? No, 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 no. We got American football now. You don't know about the others. Somebody be by you. Damn my grass. Damn my grass. That was my neighbor. That was my neighbor growing up. Every time I go, what's he saying? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do know. I think he's saying, stay off my grass. And we're like, we'd walk on his grass just so he would say it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gonzalez, I pray I pray I meet you in heaven. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> he's going to you know, get on my grass. You know, have a good day now. <laughs> All right. So before, before we get too lost, and uh, and this, we probably should go to some Earth news. <laughs> Whoa! What is it? What is Earth news for? Whoa! Earth. Boom that right out there right now. Boom that. Boom it. <clears throat> well, uh, Earth news is because, and I was just reading again in uh, Matthew today, because uh, I'm going through the Bible this year again, and I'm in Matthew, and it was talking Whoa, about. Whoa! You're you know, way ahead of me, dude. I am. I'm in Exodus. Now I'm also in Genesis and I'm in Proverbs and Psalms and Matthew. I'm oh doing gosh, dude, you're you're all over the place. I am. I'm doing Old and New Testament at the same time with There's how much I have left. <laughs> <laughs> better get cracking. <laughs> better get cracking. That's all I gotta say. Um anyway, yeah, we talk about earth news because Jesus said in the in uh towards the end that there'll be earthquakes. There will be famines, there will be pestilences, and 
and signs of the sun, moon, and stars. He says, but that's not the end. It's just the beginning of the end. It's like birth pains of a mother giving birth. So, um, but we do know that it's very close to what's going to happen with the end. So that's why we talk about Earth News. And GJ, uh, I actually was thinking about talking about this one, but I decided not to. And then you said it to me, and I'm like, confirmation, go. It's all no, you. Go, no, go ahead and talk about it. I just, I just saw it. I think it speaks for itself. 5.6. Boom. Yeah. But look at the area that it covered. I mean, that's yeah. a that's, that's a massive. Well, I was up in South Lake Tahoe this past weekend, and about 30 miles away, there was a 4.2 earthquake that happened in Nevada. Now, earthquakes are not a new thing, right? They've been happening every single year. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, you posted up a picture of all the previous years since 2012, and we did see an increase last year. and I would I would love to see over the last hundred years, or at least when the Richter scale was started to be recorded, to kind of see what everything looked like over the last hundred years. I would venture to say, and I might be wrong about this, but I would venture to say that you probably are going to see a, ma a massive increase in earthquakes over well, the last. Well, seven. even even if we're not seeing a massive increase, what we are seeing is an increase in the power of these earthquakes. I mean. Oh, yes. Anything over 5.0, I mean, we're seeing more and more of those. I'm, I think last year was definitely a record. I mean, there was one year, I think, in that chart that had almost as many. Um, so I think there was nine that was considered super earthquakes. Uh, so when you were back there creating the, uh, would you say the Richter scale? Is that what it is? Yeah, the Richter scale. So when you were back there creating it in the, in the early, whatever, 1800s, yeah. You recorded one. Just, I'm just going on record for that. Um, yeah. I'm actually curious about that because the Richter yeah. magnitude scale was developed in 1935 by Charles F. Richter of the California Institute of Technology as a mathematical device to compare the size of earthquakes. Very interesting. Uh, the earth magnitude of an earthquake is determined by the from the logarithm of the amplitude of waves recorded by the seismographs. There you go. 1935. So it wasn't in the 1800s. I was a little bit older when it actually happened. So. Uh, well, I just learned something. And by the way, for those that are listening, this earthquake we're talking about happened in China. Yeah. It happened in, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the city, but Gansu, China. Wow. January second, wow. nine twenty-one p.m. That was two days ago. So, uh, yeah, John. Hello, praise God is right, Eric. Uh, it's really great to have you on. And uh, yeah, USGS has some charts. As a matter of fact, that's where we posted uh, a couple of weeks back. It's what we pulled it from was USGS. So we, I actually follow Gigi and I follow the U.S. The United States Geological Survey. For those of you who are listening, uh, we follow that just to kind of get an idea of what's going on. I actually get alerts on my phone every single time something higher than 4.0 happens. And uh, Alaska has been getting quite a bit of activity over the last couple of weeks, if you haven't noticed. So something to keep an eye on. Anyway, anything? I don't think there's any other earth news that I can think of. Um, I saw that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You saw there, I, that one that you sent with those little dots of things in oh. the sky. Yeah, I put that a little bit further down, though. I put that in the thing. Oh, okay. Mm. Hey, I didn't mean to leak it out. 
No, it's all good. You didn't say what it was. You just said I posted it, but it's coming up. <laughs> it's the transition to the message today. It's kind of where I wanted to have that. So um anyway, you've got you had quite a bit that you posted, and I'm looking forward to getting this up there. We there's been a lot of activity. So we talked about wars and rumors of wars. Jesus even said, remember, uh, that there will be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be kingdom that will go against kingdom, nation will rise up against nation. And so and I just, again, I read that this morning in Matthew. And so that's why we talk about these wars, rumors, wars. Well, right now, not only that, but we also know that in Ezekiel, there's the kingdom of Gog and Magog from the north comes down and eventually they unite and come after the land of Israel. So, and that's the battle of Armageddon and all that. We can read that in Ezekiel. So not Exodus, Ezekiel. Yeah, well, not as not everybody is as fast of a speed reader as you, because you had to say it one more time. Oh, well, I read it in Matthew. I did. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, because you breezed through the Bible because you're a speed reader. <laughs> Smartest man alive. I feel, feel inferior. I'm going to jump off. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, I'm not inferior. You know why? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I was going to say something and do something, but I can't. For those that are listening, I'm wearing a Chiefs sweatshirt. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Right. Just had to, had, to go, had to go to our non-sponsor. Oh, let's go to our non-sponsor. Come on. I got a nice silver cup here today. Yeah. Um, yeah so moving on to wars and rumors of wars, there is. Um, There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so, and to bring up Russia. <laughs> yeah, Russia is going to be a major part of our conversation today. Uh, so Russia, <clears throat> they so the Cuban Missile Crisis happened back in 1962, and there were it was a scare that happened during John F. Kennedy's presidency, and they called it the Bay of Pigs. For those of you who do not know the history of the United States, but um, because of the Bay of Pigs, that was a very tense time, and <clears throat> Russia. Some other communist countries wanted to kind of plant themselves with whatever weaponry in Cuba. And so the United States has a base there and um, they're like, no, it's not going to happen. So I just pretty much dumbed down that entire missile crisis that happened. But that's why this particular news story is so important, because Russia is actually setting the stage and saying that, hey, if you if NATO does not stop expanding in helping, the, in helping Ukraine, then we will start moving troops into Cuba and Venezuela. So if the U.S. does not stop NATO expansion, then they are saying they are willing and able and ready to move troops into Cuba and Venezuela, which could potentially cause another, as it says, Cuban Missile Crisis. So I thought that was uh, noteworthy and something that we should probably bring up. Yes. Can you say full circle? Full circle. Yeah. So um, we got more on Russia. Let's keep going. <laughs> well, here you go. Did you? Did I pull this one up, or did you pull this one up? That's yours, bro. That's it's yours. Mine. Yeah, I think so. I well, goodness gracious! I didn't put names on it this time, so I figured you know we could just talk <laughs> about it. So the United uh, United Kingdom, uh, they just ferried or they're ferrying some anti tank weapons. Uh, to Ukraine. So not only is NATO stepping in, trying to expand and help out, but uh, the UK is actually sending <laughs> in 
anti-tank weapons so that they can help support Ukraine in the event of an invasion that may happen from Russia. Because as we talked about a couple of months ago, actually, Russia has amassed, according to the reports, almost 100,000 troops near the border of Ukraine. And we also talked about last week that Russia had taken the embassy and had withdrawn and uh, taken all of their diplomats and people that work at the embassy out of Ukraine back to Russia. Usually when, they're, when they do that, there's some kind of threat, some kind of something that could potentially happen. And they don't want their own people locked in there. And then I also, along with that, uh, recognize that Australia and the United Kingdom both started to evacuate their own diplomats out of Ukraine as well this past week. So there's something brewing over there and it's uh, not good, not good, but something we should definitely continue to keep an eye on. <clears throat> Well, just in one week, I mean, we've talked about this for some time, you know, and now, I mean, you go to any news source and you will see something on Ukraine and Russia. And so, I mean, it's just escalating on all fronts. I mean, the Moscow Times, yep, that exists. Uh, JPost.com, you know, all the major news outlets in the United States. I mean, they're all talking about it, and you can just feel the the intensity elevating. Now, will anything happen? We don't know. Uh, it's sure pointing more and more. And the one thing that's become very clear is you got the power of China, you got the power of Russia, and we know they're both major players in the very end days. And I mean, large you know, large countries and large military. Uh, Iran is still in the news. I, Israel is still in the news. Iraq is still in the news. North Korea is still in the news. Taiwan. <clears throat> so all these different militaries or countries with military, I mean, it, it's it's easy to find. <clears throat> so it's just continued elevating. And like we've said many, many times, it's like it used to be like you can talk about one isolated country or two countries, you know, bickering. Now we're seeing it's, it's happening on a global scale. So talk about this one. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the commandos are deployed to Ukraine. <laughs> so, I mean, it's happening. So there, there's definitely a... a uh, fortifying that's happening which again is gives credence to what we're talking about so now they got commandos going i think they had i forgot the exact number um it was really a small number but you know it just shows us all number can do a lot of powerful things i'm sure it's right there in the in the article so what is a flotilla that is a great question i'm not the smartest man alive like you so let's go to the dan dictionary <laughs> the dictionary. Well, the, a flotilla is a fleet of ships or boats. So, and uh, from what it says down here, there were six ships spotted. I got to, I got to really enunciate that. Uh, spotted near the islands. Say that. Say that six times. <laughs> no, <thank you. laughs> no please don't. Please don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is and, a G-rated show. So yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Not really. It's a GJ rated show. The vessels from Russia's Baltic fleet originally spooked the Swedish authorities while steaming past the country. I'm not really sure why they use the word steaming because they haven't used steam in ships for about 100 years. But this person decided to use that word. In any event, uh, they're headed that direction. Why would they be headed that direction going so quickly? I don't know. But commandos, that's some pretty serious stuff, right? Commandos, you can tell me more than I can because I don't really know much about that. But commandos are kind of like special forces maybe? Of I know nothing. You don't know? Okay. Dude, you were the Agent Orange in the military. I was Agent Orange. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, by the way, uh, interestingly enough, there's a little there, a story inside of a story here, as I just noticed on the top right-hand side of that screen, is one of the stories that I was going to talk about and I decided not to because that picture looks like it's it should be a picture of a woman, but it's not. I'm just saying... That is also about the end times. Here, I have it. Okay, go. We're going a little early. That's okay. Just bear with me. Things that make you go. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I saw that. Be interesting to see how that plays out in the Olympics. Yeah. I'm making a, I'm making a uh, prognosis here. Okay. I believe this will be the least watched Olympics of all time. I'm not watching it. I'm not either. Yeah, well, there's two down. <laughs> two less viewers. That's right. So I, I mean, I'm thinking it's probably gonna, you're probably right. You're probably right. Not only because of the location, but because of what's going on. And uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, so John said you were right, Dan. It is uh, commandos are special unit. So thank you, John. I love the fact that we got some people in here that can help us out. Yeah, uh, good job, John. And by the way, Dan is so smart; he knew the answer before he even got on there. It was. I, a had, I had no idea. I I don't know anything about the military. So moving on. That is so not true. You were in the army. You know it. All right. So I think I must. I think you posted this one, GJ. Something about some naval drills? Yes, yes, yes. Well, <clears throat> this started back in December, and it said in four days it was going to start. So I don't know if it actually happened. So then <clears throat> a few days ago, it said it was going to start again, I believe, on Friday. Yeah, it's coming Friday. So um, there's been talk about this. So is this is this an underhanded, uh, covert thing that's actually going on with the, under the guise of training exercises? And yes, I was in the military. So when I was in the military, we would have different um, branches come together to do different exercises for different. I mean, like in the in the wintertime, we do certain exercises. In the spring and summer, we do it. By the way, they always pick the coldest. They always pick the hottest most humid times to do those exercises. I don't know why. They just did. Um, and then they also sometimes have other um Military forces come together to do different exercises in conjunction um, as well. So this is one I think we just need to pay attention to. I don't really have anything, you know, like this is what's really happening. I just think it's one of those we should keep our eye out. Definitely so, keep our eye out. Absolutely. I'm actually trying to pull up a physical map of Iran, and um, but I'm having a hard time trying to get it to present so 
In any event, I just wanted to show where Iran was in relation to Israel. Um, Iran is actually, if you if you take a look at the, a map of Iran, is actually to the northeast of Israel and directly west. So, uh, and the interesting thing is, is that Iran, as it says in this news story, is actually uh, trying to, because of the new president, is trying to connect and become closer and have closer ties with specifically nations from the east, which is China and Russia. Um, now, Russia is mostly mostly north, but there's also uh, they have some east because it's a really huge country. China is east and north as well. So Iran's definitely stepping up its game when it comes to connecting. And this was the third. It says they called it the 2022 Marine Security Belt Exercise that took place in the in, north of the Indian Ocean. The third joint naval drill between the three countries. So that's some um, some gearing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me just say on this because we talk about the 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 uh the powers to coming from the north into israel and we've always said that it looks like the three main countries that are going to be part of that is is russia china and iran and that's happening iran and israel have had their beasts well pretty much forever and uh, so it's just, those are just, it's happening right before our eyes. And so it's another sign. Again, this show is about pointing out the signs, paying attention to the signs, because we know Jesus is coming back. We just don't know when. We believe we're in a two-minute warning, <clears throat> just like how the Chiefs operated in a two-minute warning and won the game. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, they did, except they finished the game. So... I did finish the game, and the game does get finished, but here's the ultimate fit game finisher. Jesus wins it all. Amen to that. Now, why are, we, why are we talking about all this is because the signs, again, like Dan said, the, the birth pains, everything starts to elevate on a global scale. And, um, you know, there's going to come a time where Jesus is going to come back and return. And those that have given their life to him, given their, acknowledge him as the Lord and Savior. and repented of their sins and asked Jesus to come into their heart, uh, they're going to have uh, eternal life with him. Those that don't uh, are going to go the other way. AT double toothpicks. <laughs> double toothpicks. I always say hockey sticks. Um, so I wanted to, I just had a thought, GJ, uh, in Ezekiel, no, in Daniel, it talks about the, the 10 horns. And three of those horns. You just are stuck on Ezekiel today. We were having a conversation earlier. I know. I know. I said Ezekiel. It was Daniel, the book of Daniel. And um, I can't, I must, I must have to read Ezekiel. There must be something about Ezekiel I need to read. In any event, in the book of Daniel, it talks about 10, uh, 10 horns, and then three of those horns are uprooted at one point, and one horn takes their place. I, you know, I'm not saying that this is what it is, but it seems very uh, interesting to me that if you have Iran and Russia and China and they're converging, could it potentially be that they're converging and they are up, kind of not really uprooted, but then one person kind of takes leadership over all three? I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what it is. I just thought, I just thought of that just now. And I thought, hey, let's just keep an eye on that and see what's going on. Makes sense, man. Hey, maybe. I mean, it could be, it couldn't be. I'm not saying that I'm, prof I'm prophetic in this area, but 
Uh, something, something to definitely think about. We just know that you're smart. That's all we know. Um, you know, you're so you're so affirming. Thank you very much. Not not very often. No, <laughs> but okay. So leading out to the get it while you can. <laughs> I'll take it and take it and move on because you may take it back. All right. No, no. And once it's out there, it's it's out there. It's out there. Well, I saw this uh, as far as leading up to the tribulation, something really interesting. So the Western Journal, which, by the way, if, if they're not sponsoring us, I'd love for them to sponsor us. But uh, in a kind of a way, they are, if you think about it indirectly. But uh, hidden on this infrastructure bill that's been out in the United States House of Representatives and Congress, it's been uh, still debated and talked about. But I, somebody did some research from the Western Journal and said, hey, by the way, hidden on page 403 of this infrastructure bill is a mandate for a what's called a government backdoor kill switch for cars. Here's the crazy thing. That what they'll be able to do is that every, they're trying to say that, they, that every, the government should have a device that's put into the car that can actually monitor all the activity of what a driver does. And so that way, whatever um, government enforcement, long list of regulations that are out there, um, that they can monitor that, the government can monitor that. And so, and if for some reason something happens that gives the federal authorities the ability to shut off your vehicle, they can do it at any time. So not only this device is reading what you're doing in this law that they want to pass, but that the government can actually shut your car down and keep you from traveling. Which, by the way, in a free country is not free. I'm just saying, just my own personal feeling. Well, no matter what, how they spin it, that it's good, how can it be good? Exactly. It's another right. level of control. Another, and this is a commentary, by the way. This is somebody that just noticed it and they're kind of commenting on it. I just want to make sure you guys knew. But that is in the infrastructure bill. And you can actually, yeah. if you get this link, yeah. you can actually read it. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I didn't see that article. I did see somebody talking about it and I'm like, there we go. There's another one. They're just trying to get control. Control. And when we get into the tribulation, which means Jesus has come, those that have given their lives, like I just said a few minutes ago, they're gone. In an, in an inkling, they're gone. So Dan will be gone. I'll be gone. Okay, I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> just want you to know, I'll be gone. All right, just... Just wanted to hear that reaffirming. You're just trying to check to see if I was listening. I get uh, it. Well, that, yeah, I was just seeing if that pulse was on. Um, you're getting up there in age. Um, oh, man. Back when you and Mr. Richter were hanging out. Speaking of Mr. Richter, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I just, uh, this is you. You actually, I was thinking about this, but you sent this over and said, hey, let's show this, I think. Um, I, I watched this whole video. It was pretty interesting. I'm going to go ahead and play it and let you talk about it. I turned the sound down. So you can well, that had nothing to do with what I was going to say, so now it's just... Oh, you hey. say it. Go, go, go. No, I'll stop. I'll take it off the screen. No, I'll no, 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 no. Leave it right there. Leave no, it right okay. there. No, it's a perfect transition. Okay, go for it. Go You're for it. transitioning oh. without you even knowing it. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. So, so <laughs> the reason, reason we're talking about this is that, is that when... They will have every bit of control once Jesus is gone. It, you know, over the you know, there's three and a half years of like, in my opinion, regrouping. 
and and all these things are going to start to happen and become more and more um you know tightened down and you know the kill switch in a in a car is a great example well they can, can control right now they can track so there's so many ways to be tracked so this video right here is a robot and it actually has a pistol in his hand and he's firing off and now he's got a rifle in his hand if you, if you can't see it uh, <laughs> and so they're throwing stuff at him to see what he's going to do now the guy is actually um standing over by a target and then he steps in and then the guy stops it so they're, they're presenting this as here's another um robot that can do great things and it's safe and then they can beat him up and do different stuff to him and he's going to still stay on course and then uh he recognizes humans and doesn't do anything but will he yeah because here's the scary thing about well there's a lot of things scary about this i think it is pretty cool honestly to, this is actually something that i would put in the cool category but um oh my gosh i didn't actually see that part okay so if, for those of you listening on spotify whoa um i'm gonna take that off there because for some viewers that might be younger that might have been a little disturbing there was not anybody in that costume that you just saw but it was showing what it was showing was is that uh, it was recognizing humans and not shooting them, even though they were doing something to the robot that would have seemed aggressive. Now, here's the thing. Any robot has programming and programming, even for facial recognition, can be changed just by a, just by a press of a button. So if anybody hacked into that kind of uh, machinery or that kind of uh, robot, a computer system, they can make any changes they want and they can make them do whatever they want. So. I mean, and this is, that would look like it was a military exercise. That didn't look like something that was actually happening. I mean, I don't know the source of that, but um, I'm just saying it's it's scary. That's what I'm trying to say. It's scary. That's kind of scary stuff when you think well, about it. Well, to me, it, it can be scary. I, I mean, if you're right with, with Christ, to me, you, there's no need to be scary. The thing that I see about this is that these things are happening on all fronts. And once Jesus comes back, and takes the church, that's the body of Christ, those the believers. I mean, sheer chaos is going to happen. So then what happens with the chaos? Well, they've got all these different control mechanisms. Right now, they exist right now. And a lot of them have been implemented in different parts of the world over the last 24 months. And so we're seeing it. Or there's been an a, a elevation in the amount of technology that's now being implemented because of fears or protection mechanisms right before our eyes as well. Well, we've got, uh, let's see, two other, well, let me, uh, let, me, let, me do the, let me do the cluster thing that we talked about. And then there's two other videos. Uh, and then, oh, I have a Supreme Court one too, but uh, there's two other videos that I wanna show that kind of really will segue into our message today. And, um, but one of the things that, oh, I have to reopen that tab one more second. Um, uh, the Supreme Court. Okay. Supreme Court. And this is in one of those, this, this could be things that make you go, Hmm, or it could be a leading up to the tribulation situation. So let let's me just, both. let's do both. Yeah. Let's definitely do both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What yeah. Though? Well, that's Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Anyway. So the Supreme Court announces it'll hear a controversial Christian flag case. So here's the issue. So mm -hmm. the city of Boston, um, outside the city hall, 
they are flying a Christian flag. And so now there's a case up before the Supreme Court that uh, they, they want to take that flag down because it says that there's too much entanglement with uh, or with religion. So here's the, here's the deal. I've been, you know, I did constitutional law in the last year of law school. There is, this does sound like it could be something where, oh my gosh, you're taking away Christians' rights to fly the flag. Honestly, I've done a lot of study in this. It is sad to see, but when you think about it, if as long as they equally do that across the board and don't show anybody's religion and faith, then it's probably something that they can do. But it still, to me, says this is uh, something that somebody is saying, I don't want that Christian flag to be flown anywhere that I can see in a public space, especially a government building. So to me, it's not about the fact that the Supreme Court is hearing the case. It's the fact that the case even got to the Supreme Court to begin with. Because there are people out there that are just against, not just, against, they're, they're everywhere, but they're against Christianity, anything that Christ stands for, anything that we stand for as Christians. And that is going to become more and more and more as you lead up to the tribulation. So that's why I wanted to mention that one. But then um, we also talked last week about the preachers being imprisoned, uh, potentially uh, because of a ban on certain sermons that can be preached uh, in, in Canada specifically. And so they're trying to pass this law in Canada about doing that. And then there's this. This is uh, now shifting really far into the things that make you go, hmm. And then also, we'll before, show you before we go there, let's just do yeah. the things that make you go. <laughs> so here, this was actually reported by 95.7 The Jet. And which is a radio program. Well, they were jetting, all right. <laughs> they are jetting. Uh, if you can see on the screen, there are there's a little red circle. What you can't see really well, probably if you're spot, especially if you're on Spotify, you can't even see it. There's a cluster of UFOs. They say filmed above Can uh, California, right here in California. So, and and what it says, is, and I'm not going to read the entire article, but what the, what happened was this guy named Rafi Saramazian. Was just out having dinner, happened to look up and saw a bunch of strange lights flying above him. And so he recorded what he was witnessing and shared the footage on Facebook. And he said, you know, one by one, he saw these lights kind of would slowly disappear or fade away. But he, he captured it on camera. And uh, to me, is it aliens? I'm not saying it's aliens, guys, don't go there. But what I'm saying is, is that you're going to see more and more of these crazy things up in the sky. We have no idea what they are. But uh, it just points right back to the fact that that there are going to be signs of the sun, moon, and stars. And for somebody who wrote that back in uh, Revelation, back in John's time, 2,000 years ago, what they would have seen when they wrote that would have been unexplainable. So it could have looked like stars to them. It could have looked like anything, but he would not be able to explain it in a way that we would understand. It just as this guy, Rafi, would see something like this and not know how to describe it other than an un unidentified flying object. So. Did you happen to see that one, GJ? I did see the article. I didn't see it live. And <laughs> I did not take the photograph. No, I did not either. And I, I kind of wish I would have seen this. It would have been kind of cool to see, but I didn't. Anyway, there are two videos that you sent over. And I was, uh, that's why I sent you this, this morning. I was like, we are thinking the same direction, but I would love for you to walk through these. So let me just pop. I didn't know what I sent you. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll do the first one to segue into the one about Elon. I don't even know what I'm, we're talking about. You will in just a moment. I really don't. I really don't. You're going to know right now. It's going to happen. 
This is don't recognize that. And that's okay. That's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk us through it. So here is a, a blank screen. A blank screen. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm gonna now I'm gonna play this video. It's it's so muted, but this is what this is what's being said. There's somebody from the European Union that's talking about uh, apps or websites that are asking us to create a new a new digital identity. And she goes on to say, uh, every time an app or to easily log on via a big platform, whether it's a, a social media platform or something else, we have no idea what happens to our data in reality, is what she says. And then she goes on to say, because it's being spoken in another language, so I have to kind of read it as it goes. Um, here we go. That is why the commission will propose a secure European e-identity, an electric identity, one that we trust and that any citizen can use anywhere in Europe to do anything. Huh. From paying your taxes to renting a bicycle. Oh my goodness. A technology where we can control ourselves, what data and how data is used. So, um, GJ, I think maybe I did post this one. I don't remember, but, um, well, before you go further, yeah. when you see that, what, what are your first thoughts? Cause I, I'll give you my thoughts why I shared that with you. Knew you shared it. I knew you did. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. As soon as I saw that and read it, I'm thinking, okay, just the next step towards the mark of the beast. I mean, and, cause it says you'll be able to do anything with this. Make it so much easier just to have an e-identity that you can show anywhere in Europe and, and be able to do anything you want from renting a bicycle, whatever. But yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And, and it's also that it can be for control and, and, and tracking, which is where we're headed. And we're tracked on so many levels right now. It's just, you know, we have some freedoms. Well, you know, it's like with a phone. Phone is tracked wherever you go with it. You don't have to have a phone. So, so we still have some choices. This is eliminating those choices, and then it's back to the control. So, I mean, look at all the things we just talked about. And, and think about this. A couple of years ago, you might hear about some of this once in a while. I mean, the, the sheer speed that this is funneling into the mark of the beast, because that's really where we're headed. And I, and I don't believe we'll see the, the official mark of the beast till after Jesus comes back. <clears throat> I believe we will see it within three and a half years from the time Jesus comes back. And I think it will definitely start to implement faster than three and a half years because people are going to be scared. Where did all these people go? You know, there's going to be the fear of, you know, what dimension are you in? So to be sure, you know, prove it. Are you an alien? I mean, so all these storylines are being pumped out right now. So reason we share all this is wake up. And pay attention to the signs and be aware. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about in, in the book of Exodus, which is where I'm still reading, unlike Mr. Speedreader and Matthew, um, about the mark uh, momentarily. But back to you. Well, this is going to be all you because I knew I know you shared this one, too. But I, I did. don't remember what it is. You do. I'll tell you what. It's only it's only a minute long. Let's just go and play the first 30 seconds. And get some response from it so people can hear what's happening here. So I don't know anything about the brain. Oh. Oh. <laughs> don't leave yourself open for comment like that. <laughs> Whoops. Here we go. It isn't a car or a spaceship 
or a solar panel, the executive's latest startup is called Neuralink, which focuses on the goal of implanting chips into human brains and also connecting brains to computers. Here's what Elon Musk said at a conference in California about the technology last night. This, um, I think, has a very good purpose, uh, which is to cure important diseases um, and ultimately to help secure humanity's uh, future as a civilization relative to AI. This, I think, has tremendous potential. Um, and we, we hope to uh, have this uh, aspirationally in, in a human patient um, <clears throat> next year. This is not, not far. Not far, he says. The implantation of the neuron, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. implantation of the neuron-sized threads requires the use of a special robot. But Musk said it's a minimally invasive surgery. The Thornton, I'm sure that means you'll be getting one too. Of course, he had to take a shot at the guy right at the very end of this news story. But um, yeah, go ahead, go, GJ. This is this is interesting. Very interesting. What more do I need to say? The video says it right there. I mean, <clears throat> where the they come to a little implant. And then, you know, use the brain to communicate with computer chips. And it's actually a computer chip in the brain. And so that technology exists. It's just the cost, the, the feasibility and the cost, and then how they're going to use it is probably still being developed. And um, but here's one thing I've learned about being in, t in, in technology. And, I, and I, I've been in the tech world off and on since 1982. And um, usually when something is being talked about, it's usually much more advanced than just talking about it when you, when you hear about when it's talked into the mainstream side of things. <clears throat> it's usually just not affordable. So the technology exists, the uh, application exists. Uh, it's just not uh, always readily available. So right now, that's very close, and I don't know how close it is. And, of course, you're seeing all these things that are being developed through companies that uh, – uh, Elon Musk has uh, started or invested in, and uh, I mean, just the sheer level of speed, again, of technology growing and how scary some of this is, and they, they'll make it out, oh, this is so great, and look at what you'll be able to do and how much more efficient and how much cheaper and all. Here's one thing I can say. Has anything gotten cheaper? No. Matter of fact, in the last, in the last four months alone, uh, inflation's gone up like 9.7%, some astronomical number. So no, has, it, has anything since, let's just go back to when you were born in 1900 or 1985, 19, 1885, when you were hanging out with Mr. Richter, uh, yeah. has anything gotten cheaper? No. And when it, and here's the, here's the minute number. When they say it's cheaper, it's usually cheaper from the high point and they drop it down. But it's never cheaper than when it first started. That's it. now very seldom. Now you, I'm sure somebody can watch this and say, or listen to this and say, oh, you know, this has gotten cheaper. You know, um, there are technologies that have made things more. But what? I mean, is your internet any cheaper? Is your cable cheaper? <laughs> is your gasoline cheaper? Is your McDonald's hamburger cheaper? No. No. Well. The one thing that really caught my eye about this is that when I'm not sure if, if everyone caught it in the video, but when it in, in the news article that I read about it, it was talking about how you'll be able to connect with artificial intelligence. So not just that you have this computer chip in there, but that you could 
potentially communicate with your brain with artificial intelligence. So you'd be, it's, it's, I know it sounds crazy, the whole movie about the matrix, because the matrix, they kind of plug into the matrix, right? So the, the funny thing about that, not really funny, that's not the right word to use, but the crazy thing about this is that this is technology that he's saying, oh, it'll be out by the end of next year. So end of 2023, that's not very far away, if you think about it. And, um, and the fact that you'll be able to communicate with the, the internet with your brain, through your brain, it's just, it's just crazy to me. And not only, if they, not only can you actually have your e-identity, but if you can directly connect to anywhere in the world through the internet via, your, via this microchip in your brain, imagine the possibilities of control that could happen. Just imagine the possibilities. That's all I'm going to put it out there for you. Well, so, go ahead. Well, <clears throat> control. Absolutely. The other thing about it, we were talking about what they could do by shutting down a car. Why wouldn't they be able to shut you down? Or could it be a kill switch? Yeah. 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 Things that make you go, hmm. Mm. Things that make. Now, I do have a thing, things that make you go, hmm, that I did not share with you and just spend it on time. And I think I probably shouldn't share it. So <laughs> oh, now we're like, you can't do that. You can't do that. All right. This is all right. <clears throat> so all this testing's been going on. So obviously we're in the middle of the playoffs, football. It's I mean, you know, from a marketing perspective, four games went down to the last play. Exciting. Regardless of whether your team won or not, there was exciting games. <clears throat> and um they they agreed last week to stop testing players, right? We know why they were testing, all right? Something that's been going on for two years. Um, and I'm like, okay, so you had to test all through the regular season, but now you're not going to test in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just make it a point, make an observation, and that made me go, hmm. <laughs> so... By the way, yes. Thanks for not testing them. <laughs> okay. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. So, I, you know what? I, I've, I've been asked this question, and this question has been raised in some men's groups I've been a part of in the last year, where what do you do? I mean, because of all the stuff going on around us, it seems insurmountable. It seems overwhelming. There's so many crazy things going on. There's so many things you have to keep be aware of. and so. There's some there's two different kinds of responses you can have, or maybe more than that. But two that I'm going to announce to you today is you can bury your head in the sand and act like nothing is ever happening, which is what I do, which is what TJ does. But when you when you don't want to deal with all the overwhelming bad news and things that are going on in the world around you, that actually are signposts and pointing us to the end times. And so you just say, I just want to focus here. I just want to do this and and not worry about all that because if I don't worry about all that, I won't get overwhelmed and won't get depressed or whatever. I'm not telling you how to respond, but I am saying that there is a response that the scripture tells us we can have. First and foremost, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Accept the fact that he is the Son of God. He's the only way to get to heaven, and he is the only way, the truth, and the life. No one else can go to the Father except through him. Jesus is the only way. That's the first thing you can do. But during those end times that we're talking about, and even starting now, the scripture actually gives us gives us the what's a prescription on what to do and how to act and how to 
how to be during these times. And uh, GJ, you actually had a scripture that you pointed to about remembering where you where you were brought out of, and it's found in Exodus chapter thirteen. And I won't steal that one from you, but let me just say this before you before you go. There. <laughs> actually, no, you do, you do that, and then I'll I'll go into. I don't even know what I don't even know what chapter it is. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I did it again. It's, it's Exodus, Exodus for crying out loud. I just wanted to hear you say it. Yes, you you were successful. Exodus chapter thirteen, <laughs> verse eight and nine, and then I think sixteen. If I, yeah, and sixteen, I believe. So I'm I'm reading the Bible cover to cover, and I'm doing a few other devotionals with some friends of ours, and I wanted to just dive back into the Bible. And a lot of people say the Bible's hard, and I and I agree. If you if you if you're reading <laughs> the King James Version, <laughs> which this is Papa Reynolds, uh, this was his Bible. Um, it's it's hard to read. King James, it really is. And I'm not dissing on King James, because I know a lot of people, they believe that is the only Bible. What I do is I read the NLT, and then I'll refer to King James or the translation or different versions just to see how it, you know, what can I gain from that? What can I glean from it? So I'm reading in Exodus, and, and I'm in the story of Moses. Um, so Moses is now, um, you know, uh, leading the people out of Egypt. So all these different dynamics are happening. So in, in, in chapter 13, verse 8, And thou shalt shew thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. <clears throat> and it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand, upon thine hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, which is the forehead, <clears throat> that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth, for with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. So he's talking about a mark on the forehead between your eyes and, and over the hand. And that really jumped out at me. And then in verse 16, and it shall be for a token upon thine hand and for front, frontlets between thine eyes. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. So it was all about, you know, the remembrance of what God did to lead Moses and all the Israelites out of Egypt. And so when I read that, and I've read Exodus before, and I'm like, man, that just jumped right at me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So what caught my eye about it is that that's not the mark of the beast. That's the mark of God, the power of God, so that they would remember what happened. So we talk about the mark of the beast. Well, Satan, which is real, Satan uses half-truths or lies or deception, or he'll take something of truth and skew it just a little bit, or in the, in the satanic world, they'll invert it. So whatever is one way will invert the other way. And there's a lot of signs, and, I, and, and it's, that's even elevating on all fronts as well. Um, it's, I mean, in music, commercials, TV, m movies, you know, photographs, we're seeing it all right in front of us in so many different ways. So, um, but it just got me thinking about how Satan is using the mark of the beast and basically creating blasphemy from God and how he's taken what God did back in Exodus when he led the Israelites out of, Ex or out of Egypt 
with Moses, you know, going through the Red Sea and um, to how the mark of the beast comes into play. And I'm like, I always thought it was like, because this is a place that can be inserted very easily, you know, like the grain of rice and or on the back of a hand and on the right hand. Well, if the right hand, if you don't have a right hand, everybody has a head. So anyway, I always thought it was due to technology reasons or that's what easy to scan or whatever that may be versus, oh my gosh, it just jumped out at me today. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that what I that really caught me too when you were reading that, GJ, is that, and I think you you were just saying that, is that the enemy counterfeits what God had designed. Now it says in that passage of scripture, if you read it in the New Living Translation, um, this annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. So it, the, here's the funny thing. He didn't say that they were going to mark themselves. He just said it will be, this festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark on your hand and your forehead. So God doesn't do anything by accident. He does them on purpose. So when this is in the scripture, there's a reason why it's in the scripture. So that's what we have to first understand. But then we also know that um, because of the return of Jesus, at some point he's going to return. He's going to take his church back with him and whether and he's going to bring those and resurrect those who have gone before and who are currently here on earth. So we do understand that. But in First Thessalonians, it says that that day, no one knows the day or the hour, but it will come like a thief in the night. And. Um, so he actually gives us, Paul, right into the church of Thessalonica, actually gives us instructions on what to do until that time frame happens. And he says this in 1 Thessalonians, he, in verse 14 to 22, he says, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. He doesn't stop there. He says, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. I get convicted about that one sometimes because sometimes I just want to. But he says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And then he says in verse 22, uh, verses 20 to 22, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. So for those of you who are out there, and I mentioned this um, just a few minutes ago, that have been asking the question, well, what do we do with all this? I would recommend don't stick your head in the sand and act like it's not happening. But focus in on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 to 22, and take those as your instructions. Take those as what we are called to do while we're living in this two-minute warning, while we're living at this end time, whether or not it happens in the next five to 10 years, it's not really up to me to decide that. But what I do know, and I don't even know that, but what I do know is that until that time comes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so uh, we will continue to bring this to you every single week, in, week in, week out, until God tells us otherwise. But uh, we want you to be informed and then make that decision for Jesus. That's what, really what we want. We want you to take that leap of faith and understand who Jesus is, what he has done for you by dying on the cross, giving you an opportunity to have a relationship directly with God himself, and then accepting that and seeking his forgiveness 
and having your life changed. So to do that, all you need to do is say, say it's in your heart, first of all, you have to confess that he is the son of God, that you have been separated from God because of the sinful nature, and that he died on the cross for you. And that all you have to do is say, please forgive me. Come and live in my heart. So let's, let's give them that opportunity right now, GJ. Say this prayer with me if this is you and you want to accept Christ today. Dear Jesus, dear Father in heaven, we thank you for your son, Jesus. He is the son of God. We confess that with our mouth. We also confess that we are lost without you because we have been separated from you because of sin. You have created the way. You are the only way, Jesus, to get to God our Father. So we accept that forgiveness, make us new, change us from the inside out, and give us the boldness and the strength to move forward in you because of your son, Jesus, so that we can live for you and, and do what 1 Thessalonians chapter, uh, chapter 5 says. And that is to not stay for the Holy Spirit, to not scoff at prophecies, to test everything that's said, hold on to what is good, stay away from every kind of evil, always be joyful, never stop praying, and be thankful in all circumstances. Lord, let us fulfill your will for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Dude, there's some authority in that prayer. Come on, man. Hey, we got to pray. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. 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 Uh, the, the, as you were praying, and I, I felt the conviction there, the one thing, you know, for anybody that's watching and listening right now, and, you, and you're at that point like, well, you know, why do I need to do this? I mean, Dan laid it out. What I know is that you're at this point right now, and this point is a reason why God, God's talking to you. And, and when you make that decision, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a level of peace that comes along. So all this craziness and all this, really, I mean, it can be fearful, all the stuff that we, we even talked about today. We don't find fear in it. We find, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. And I'm like, regardless what happens, when I mean, if I die today, I know I'm going to heaven, and I'm okay with that. I, I don't want to die right now because I feel like, like Dan says, we're, we're to be beacons for him and to help others see, see Jesus. And uh, when you're living that way, there's a lot of peace and um, there's a lot of simplicity. And a lot of times the craziness of, of life gets in the way. And uh, I'm telling you, there's no other way. And I just wanted to share that. So again, I thank everybody for listening or watching. And uh, have a blessed week. And we'll be back next week for show number. God bless y'all. Hey. 66. Come on. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know where it came from. Man. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.